Jamie. Welcome to Driver Picks the Podcast. Where I pick the podcast. And I shot my cake off. And today we are going to be talking about the 21st episode of Season 2 of Supernatural, titled All Hell Breaks Loose, Part 1. Before I ask Jamie what she thinks, I do just want to add a quick disclaimer. My neighbours are being so loud today. They've been playing music all morning. We have waited an hour and a half to start recording this morning and it just doesn't seem like it's going to stop. So if this episode ends up with some weird audio or there's like music or whatever in the background, we apologise in advance. Literally nothing we can do about it. Anyway, Jamie, what did you think? Is this where the like pie thing starts? <laughs> I know there's yeah. like a pie thing with like is this it the is. first occasion of Dean being like I love pie? Yeah. <laughs> so funny is I did not write that down. <laughs> that is not a note that I made, but yes, you're correct. It is the start of the this pie is thing. The to beginning. You. This is the beginning of Dean's love affair with, with pie. And extra onions, but that one doesn't really come up. No. But yes, with pie. Although I think the only the only other mention of pie prior to now specifically, I think, was in Scarecrow with the apple pie. And yeah. he has the iconic line, I hope your apple pie is freaking worth it, when they've tied him to the tree. Yeah. But that's different. That is that's like different. a I love pie line. <laughs> that's... Yes, no, this is definitely the first sort of instance of like Dean specifically wants pie. Yes. While we're talking about that, scene. Okay. I want to ask where the fuck that cafe was. Like, they just drive to the end of a road. There is nothing around them. It looks like it's in a swamp. Like, there's literally, like, planks of wood that have been set up so that Dean can, like, or anyone, I guess, but, like, can walk to and from the fucking cafe. And, like, when Dean's walking out after he's tried to find Sam, he's literally splashing. How is this cafe making any business? Where did they find this cafe because it's a dead end like they've driven to but a also, dead a decent, end like when dean goes into like this is like decent four that, customers yeah like it's not like it's empty like <laughs> i just don't understand how like it's not like it's not like they've got good like storefront appeal like it's no, not like they're on a main street with a lot of windows and traffic like no. what and it's also like it's the middle of the goddamn night yes right it's it's so confusing. It makes no sense. I have no idea what is why. this person's business plan. Like, what yeah. are they hoping to? Like, like, I, I want to read it. It. Do you know what's funny? It only makes sense if it's run by like a vampire. Yeah. Right. And again, it's like... look at like alternate <laughs> exactly ways to integrate into society. You know, but like genuinely, like that that would make sense. No other business model makes sense. Anyway, anyway, that's just it's literally so irrelevant to the episode. Yes, but. but- I just, I, I wanted to talk about it. While we're on it as well, did you notice the music that's playing when no. Dean... The fun fucking time, I swear to God. So, <laughs> I I was watching with captions on because I had the TV down low because I had, you know, roommates who were sleeping. And um, so I was watching and they gave the lyrics of the song. So when Dean walks in, it's after, like, the radio's been funny and he's like, mm, something's wrong and he's looking for Sam. He walks on in. And the lyrics of the song are, hey, I know you're just a man trying to do the best he can. Um, and then it goes on to say, I've heard you've been trying to be one of the guys. And it's like, it's it was just an interesting song choice, I thought, mm. because like, it's pretty much, it's a silent scene except for the music. music yeah. And I just thought it was interesting that like, Dean's walking into this cafe. He's all by himself. Like he's surrounded by this, all these corpses and like looking for mm. Sam. And it's just, like, this this backing of, like, hey, you know, you're just a man trying to do the best you can. You know, I've been hearing things lately. I've heard you trying to be just one of the guys. And it's, like, it, it was just interesting as, like, a choice, I thought. Like, especially to choose music with lyrics, because they didn't yeah. have to. No. They could have whacked Dean's theme in there and called it a day. Okay, while we're still on the little cafe. Yes. It happens a couple of times in this episode. Not just in the cafe, but it does happen in the cafe. Okay. The sulfur. Yeah. It's not, like... A film of sulfur. No. <laughs> it's not like a smell of sulfur. It's like piles yeah, of sulfur. It's so funny. It literally, like, I want to know how it gets there. Yeah. Like, what part of the demon? Like, is it, like, how? we never see no. sulfur. It's not like they come just, like, off them. No. Like, it's not like they, it would make sense if, like, maybe as they were, like, materializing or dematerializing, they, like, yeah. left it 
like a dusting of sulfur. But it's not like a du- it's like a pile. Yeah, it's like because it's also the same thing in the scene with the creepy little demon girl. Yeah, um, um, and Jake, and also the same in the episode where we saw Ava was kidnapped. Yeah, they had like just a clump of it on the yeah. windowsill, and it's always on a fucking windowsill. What's with that? I don't know. Yes, no, you're right. It's very weird. It doesn't make very much sense at all. And also, I think in later seasons, I can't specifically remember if they find sulfur so much. Usually, they have someone will describe the smell of sulfur to my memory. Like, I'm sure they do find sulfur, but it tends to be more like they'll be speaking to like the victim of the week's like family member or whatever and they'll be like oh there was this smell like eggs and they're like like sulfur yeah and they're like how did you know which we get in this episode episode too (laughs) so yes it's just weird that there's just small piles of sulfur just kind of around like yeah because i would understand if it was like sort of like a film like a dusting of sulfur like i like if it's sort of like you know when they like, you know, when the demons are all, like, black and blob-like and they sort of, they like... smoke. We, yeah. Um, it's referred to as, like, when they smoke out. Yeah. So, like, yeah. If that sort of left behind, of like, a trace of sulfur. But, like, it doesn't explain why it's in, like, full piles. Yeah. No, it doesn't. It, it really makes no sense. It's unlike... <laughs> it's kind of like if they left, like, a trail of sulfur and yeah. then someone, like, like Bob, for example, our janitor friend, swept, swept it into, it into like, little piles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then just left it there. Yes, no, you're right. It is It is certainly It's an weird. odd choice. So, after Sam is kidnapped. Yeah. I don't know if kidnapped is quite he, the right Some term. stuff happens and then he dies. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> Way to skip to the end of the episode, but yeah. That could be the episode bio. Yeah. Basically, he... We don't really know. They never clarify how they're actually transported. Yeah. They, they don't really explain it. And I don't think in future seasons or anything we have that ability for demons to just kind of kidnap people in the same way. Like, I don't Demon think... Demon voodoo, voodoo magic. Yeah. Is... Uh, yeah. Plot, 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 convenience, 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 you're watching Supernatural. Yeah. But where he wakes up, like, the set of mm. the town, I thought was really yeah. cool. It's a very cool set. It's huge. Yeah. Did you like the, the set? Yeah, so I think it was a very good choice. Because, like, there's something inherently creepy about, like, a deserted town. Yeah. That looks like it, like everyone just, like, up and ran. Mm-hmm. You know? And the character design they did with the demon, like, the girl, like, yes. the sm- young child girl uh, demon. They specify what kind of demon is. Uh, a cherry? A cherry? Mm. I, I wrote it from the caption, but I think it was a, a cherry. Super duper creepy. I love like the whole like extending finger nails, yeah. finger like to like points that they did. Mm-hmm. I think that was really, really effective, which is very surprising because Yeah, I was gonna I say you're being overwhelmingly positive about this. <laughs> by and large, I'm not a massive fan of like the special effects in Supernatural. I think they if, are very It's not abundantly clear by this point in the podcast. <laughs> but occasionally they do like an effect and I'm like Oh, that was like good. They did something there, yeah. like, and I'm happy with it. Like, it's almost frustrating because you're like, oh, so you are capable of doing it well. Yeah, you exactly. Just- <laughs> it's like occasionally they show some potential. Yeah, actually, while we quickly while we're talking about the demon girl or the Achiri, mm. first of all, I wanted to know. I think it's cool that they went with the demon masquerading as a young girl because mm. that's quite a common yeah like lore thing yeah. i mean even if you watch like buzzfeed unsolved i think ryan yeah. brings it up about 12 times across their supernatural yeah. series and so it's it's a fairly well known and common kind of yeah. thing and actually there is a great uh antagonist character coming up in the next couple of seasons who it's very similar like presents as like a, a young girl and i think it's incredibly effective they're a very uh unsettling antagonist yeah. but in this instance I wanted to talk about the fact that I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure, and correct me please if I'm wrong in my remembering, I think this is the only instance in the show, or at the very least one of the only instances, where a demon has a corporeal form outside of a human vessel. Like, because then she's Well, we not... haven't seen it so far. Yeah. And, and she hasn't, like, taken over a little girl. Yeah, exactly. Like, like it's their own form. Yeah. Generally, I'm pretty sure we only really see demons as smoke unless they're existing within a human Unless they possess somebody. Yeah. So I, I'm pretty sure this is pretty, like, the only instance of it. 
in the series. And I, like I said, I could be wrong, but I cannot for my life think of another example of this. So I just thought it was interesting. I don't know if it's specifically because of the type of demon, because yeah, I yeah. do clarify it's like a species of, of demon yeah. that presents as a young girl. So I don't know if that is the, the caveat there, mm. but I just thought I would mention it because I'm pretty sure we'd never see it again. So I thought that was just like... Interesting. Interesting. And like potentially, depending on how you look at it, like kind of a plot hole. Yeah. Or like at least like a lore but also hole. Like, of the things that I consider plot holes, like that's not really one of them. Oh, like, God, you know, no. Like, but like it's more of a, yeah. like a, a lore inconsistency, yeah. I guess. Like, okay, so if there's like a weird cut between whatever we just said and what we're saying now, it's because my neighbors got so fucking loud that we are now recording from inside my wardrobe. So. <laughs> If the audio sounds even fucking weirder, we're sorry. This is literally the, this is the, literally the best we can do. Jamie is sitting on a pile of my shoes. This is just life now. Okay. Well, I don't even remember, I don't remember what, we were, what talking, we were talking about. But I we were talking say, about the demon. We were talking yeah, about the okay. demon girl. Yeah. We can. I think we were done with that. Let's yeah. move on. What What did you want to say? I saw Aldous Hodge, and I can't believe you forgot <laughs> who he fucking played. Have we talked about this on our pod? I know we talked yes. about it with Abigail. We did. I'm pretty sure we, we talked about it in the episode we did with them. Yeah. Because okay. I was like, this is a person that I know is in this, and <laughs> Bethany didn't know who they were. Just in case we're remembering wrong, and we talked about that, because that might have been on their episode, so Maybe. I can't remember. Just in case... If we uh, haven't mentioned wanna... it on our pod, go and check out their pod, specifically their episode on 205 Simon Said. It'll be well and truly yeah. out by this point. To recap the situation briefly, our next project after this is called Thief Stills the Podcast. We're going to watch one of my favourite comfort shows, episode by episode. Bethany has never seen it, <laughs> so we're going to do week by week, just like we do here. And there is a character played by Aldous Hodge named Alec Hardison. I decided one day to go through the fanfiction tag for Leverage and found that a whole chunk of them were crossover fix between Supernatural and Leverage. I kept on seeing this character named Jake come up, <laughs> and I said, Bethany, do you know a character named Jake in Supernatural? And she goes, I was like, who the fuck is Jake? The only Jake I could think of was Jake Abel, who is an actor who comes into the show at a later day. For my life, and I asked, I asked both of my roommates who also watch Supernatural. I was like, "Do you guys know who the fuck Jake is?" And they were like, "No." And we were just, <laughs> I was convinced that Jake must just be some fucking random character from like any random episode, like a victim or something. I was like, "I don't know a Jake." Eventually, I googled it, and oh boy, oh boy. <laughs> so we met Jake. <laughs> I cannot believe I forgot who Jake was. It's not like it's an insignificant... He murders Sam Winchester. <laughs> and I literally was like, I don't know who the fuck that is. He can't be that important. <laughs> Am I a bad fan? Absolutely. <laughs> so here I was thinking that Jake was going to be an insignificant character because Bethany didn't even remember him. And then I saw Aldous Hodge and I'm like, okay, yeah, he could still be, like, Jake could still be insignificant. Like, he could be, like... Yeah, was, yeah. I'm watching the episode going, oh, wow, Jamie's going to be so confused. <laughs> and then he murders Sam Winchester. Literally which, stabs him in the back. In my definition of significant characters, <laughs> murdering a main character does get you on that list. Yeah. You'd think I would have remembered that, but I didn't. Like, I... Here's the thing. I knew what happened to Sam. Yeah. I knew that happened. I just didn't know that that character's name was Jake. I had just forgotten his name. And that's on me. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't really have an excuse. <laughs> but yes, um, well, look, while we're, while we're on it, maybe let's keep Sam's death for... Because that'll be a big discussion. We'll we can that unpack for... that next week. Yeah. Because I'm going to assume by the uh, 13 and a half seasons remaining... <laughs> sorry. It's more like 17 by the time you include the internet, the internet seasons. seasons. Yeah. I'm going to assume that he doesn't stay dead. Oh, who knows, Jamie? Maybe the rest of the seasons, maybe the rest of the series even is just... Well, that would be Dean's possible. hallucinating. They, that would be possible, <laughs> but they haven't introduced Cass yet. If they, like, switched out for, like, a new main character, that would make sense to me. Oh, that would be funny. But, like... Can you imagine if that actually, like, they just killed Sam and that was just it? And then it's just Dean. Okay. Let's talk about Jake. And okay. actually, while we're at it, let's talk about Jake. Let's also talk about the other psychic children. Yeah. Because we know two of them already. So Ava and Andy. Yep. Love Ava. Love Andy. 
<laughs> Ava effectively used girl power in this situation. Very Meg of her. Yes. <laughs> so I love her naturally. Um, and then we also get two new characters, obviously Jake and Lily. Yeah. N- now, Lily. Let's talk about Lily. So I would say it is like the ultimate bearing your gay speed run, but I also do know what happens to Castiel in the final <laughs> yeah, I was season gonna say, of Supernatural. It would be the bury your gay speed run, except for they broke their own record twelve years later. Yeah. 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 I actually in my phone I did make a note of like um, the way they immediately buried the gay in terms of like she killed her girlfriend. Yeah. You don't even meet like the gay, like the gay's yeah. already dead. And then they like, officially, officially buried the gay. Yeah. And, like, I understand that, like, the way... Like, it, it is the Hunger Games. Like they, Yeah, it's, I had that exact note. The supernatural version of the Hunger Games. Yeah. They're doing a cheap Hunger Games knockoff. Like, that's what they're doing. Actually, and quickly before we move on from that point, I wanted to point out that your prediction from a few episodes ago about there being a psychic children boot camp... When you said that, my mind immediately went to this. And I was like, I mean, she's not wrong. (laughs) It's kind of like a summer camp for psychic children. It's just there's more murder involved. Like, they're training. There's activities and challenges, you know. They're working as a group. They're growing as individuals. There's just more murder than you might expect. They're learning to channel demons to do their bidding. Yeah, as you do. (laughs) The feminine urge to control <laughs> and murder your follow- fellow psychic children. <laughs> anyway, sorry, I interrupted, but carry on. But, like, I understand that she was probably going to die, because, like, she's not a main character. Supernatural like, Hunger Games, yeah. It's Supernatural Hunger Games. All of them are going to die. But, like, they didn't have to go that hard on the burying the gays, did they? Like, yeah. It's pretty intense. I Well, obviously, I knew that she was doomed yeah. to die immediately. From the second, I actually, I watched the scene where she says that, you know, she accidentally touched her girlfriend of killing her instantly. Mm. And I was like, oh, wait, I've got an idea. And so I paused the episode, I rewound it, and I got my watch ready. And from the moment, when she said girlfriend, I pressed start on a stopwatch. And when they saw her body hanging, I pressed stop. Four minutes and 31 seconds between her being canonified as queer and her death, the death framed as a suicide, which is, like, a whole nother thing. It's just, like, guys, and, like, we even had, like, Andy making the, like, I'm using air quotes, but you can't see them, joke about putting the gay Gay porn into this guy's head, and, like... Ultimately harmless, but still... A joke at the expense of gay people. They could have just said porn. Yeah. They didn't need to specify that it was gay Gay porn. porn. It could have just, it could have been And here's the thing. If Andy had made it, like, had mentioned, oh, this one dude's, like, really homophobic, so therefore I felt gay. But he just said he's kind of a dick. And it's like, well, that doesn't mean anything. No. Like, I mean, yes, if you are homophobic, you are immediately a dick. dick. But just because you are a dick doesn't necessarily mean mean you're homophobic. homophobic. So it's like. Yeah, it's just like, oh, guys. And, like, this is, um, I should mention, this is Sarah Gamble who wrote this. Mm. So while we do usually, specifically, like, we've, we've talked a lot, you tend to prefer her episodes over other writers and stuff. She's certainly not exempt from some of the problematic issues. Yeah. And also, I do understand why Lily had to die. Of the characters, they obviously were like, Jake is going to be the one that wins. They know Ava and Andy, so you can't kill them off first. Yeah. And then they just needed a random character. Yeah. So, of course, the random character that you have no emotional attachment to is going to die first. Yeah. Just to demonstrate the stakes that are at play. Exactly. The problem is when she is the one and only queer character that we've had canonically confirmed in the entirety of the first two seasons of a show. She didn't have to be gay. No. You chose to make, make her, her gay, gay and make her the first killer. canon character who isn't, like, yeah. canonically, because I obviously, we, yeah. we've talked, obviously, I would argue Dean is not straight, but that's not yeah. canonically, again, air quotes, confirmed. So she is. She's the one and only queer character that we have had canonically confirmed to this point in, like, verbal dialogue text. Yes. Like, why Why did you have to do that if you knew the intent of the character was just mm. to kill them off? Like, why couldn't we have any of the previous, yeah. like, any of the random people that you help on any of your hunts? Why couldn't any of them been queer? You didn't yeah. make them queer. You made the first character that you knew, A, the, the 
yeah. audience did not have to be emotionally attached to, and B, the character that you knew would die immediately. Yeah. You chose to make that character quit, and who accidentally killed their lover. Yeah. Which is like, let's not even... We don't have time to unpack Let's play homophobia, bingo. Literally, like... I do understand how if you're not aware of the consistent, like, bury your gaze trope and how pervasive it is in media, yeah. I understand how you could think that that was fine. But well, also, not like, even notice. I think the other thing is a lot of people probably don't notice. Mm. Like, they'll be like, oh, cool, queer representation, and not think beyond that. They're like, oh, yeah. they had a gay character. That's good. Yeah. And then not think about the context. Ooh. Are they still sitting out there? They're gone. They're gone! We set up in the closet for... <laughs> okay. So, to catch everyone up, uh, the neighbours left, so we moved back to our normal recording place. So, God, I'm so sorry. The audio for this episode is going to be everywhere. I feel like we've got a very chaotic energy today. I'm sorry. This is going to be a weird one. And look, hopefully it works. Look, we'll see. We'll, I'll edit this episode and I'll find out. <laughs> anyway. That Moving got, on from a serious yeah. topic. When he is trying to get Ava out of, like, the little shed thing. This is Sam. Yeah. Yeah. Sam. Sorry. I thought that was implied. He has, like, a rock, and he hits the lock three times. But it breaks out for the but second. But it breaks yeah. out for the second. <laughs> I know. It's like they told him the choreography was to hit it three times, and after it broke on the second, he was like, well... Gotta hit it again. Gotta hit it again. <laughs> I thought that too. Um, Actually, while we're on the topic of Sam and, like, interacting with that set... Um, I wanted to make a note at the very start when he is first sort of like wandering around, yeah. like trying to figure out where he is. There's this great shot where it's like a wide, a wide shot of the, the set. And Sam is to the left of the screen and he's walking along like a, a veranda and he's yeah. sort of peering in windows trying to like suss out his location. Mm-hmm. And everything and like this whole set, this whole scene is very like grayscale. There's like yeah. not a lot of color. It's very muted, very gray. In the back center of that shot is a church and it's bright white. And it really stands out. And Sam is actively walking away from it. And I just thought it was a really cool shot. I don't know. Again, this is one of those things where, like, could, could have been completely had not be intentional. But I just thought, like, given the context of the episode and, like, the children and, you know, sort of leaning into, like, the demonic powers and, you know, these yeah. things, I thought it was really interesting to have that shot the way it was where it's like sam is actively walking and like being inquisitive about things away from the church especially given that it was like not front and center but it was definitely central in the shot and it was bright white compared to everything else which was gray and i just thought it was a very interesting framing of the scene and that's just before he runs into andy yeah while we're talking about andy i love him <laughs> i love him his so face much. when he finds the soul yeah he's I like know. soul <laughs> Uh, no loading. You precious little bee. I know. No low sodium freaks in this house. No, I love Andy. Uh, the part where. But it also makes complete sense for there to just be like casual bags of like mm-hmm. salt lying around because it was abandoned in the 1800s when yeah. they would have used significant amounts of salt to preserve meat, etc. Yeah, exactly. So I think, and especially if the town was haunted, like if yeah. anyone's superstitious, like salt is just one yeah. of those like superstitious, like yeah. wives' tales things. The way that Andy says, like, when Sam first finds yeah. him, and he's like, what am I doing here? How do we get here? When he said, where are we? It, like, completely threw me out of it. I started laughing so hard because it reminded me of that vine with the kid, the little blonde kid with the bowl cut. And at the end, he, like, looks at the camera and he's like, wait a minute. Who are you? Do you know the one I'm talking about? It was the exact same intonation. And it made me laugh. I was like, I love that. And I love Andy so so much he has a very reasonable reaction to like the, the yeah. whole process of waking up in an abandoned town yeah like just like freak thing. out yeah <laughs> and then of course we get ava iconic iconic and the look on sam's face when she mentions brady because he knows that brady is dead yeah but he doesn't look like he cares like <laughs> did you see the look on his face it was just kind of like eyebrow raise like it's, it's like his internal monologue was just thinking, I mean, I don't think he's that fussed because Ava's like worried that, oh my God, if I've been missing for five months, he's going to be so worried. And it's just Sam's face like, mm, I don't think he cares. Like, I don't, I don't think he's noticed you're gone. And I was like, damn, Sam, have a bit of empathy. Like, fuck. I thought it was like more like an, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, oh, fuck. Have I got to tell her? Oh, yeah. Okay. I read so, it completely differently. Yeah. Then. 
is this a good time to tell her? <laughs> when I've just broken her out of a, uh, I guess like a, what, an outhouse? A locked outhouse? I don't even know what it was. I just referred to it as a shed before. But... Yeah, shed. I mean, that's probably what it is. It was just quite small, yeah. quite narrow. Yeah. To be fair, though, knowing she's been there for five months, what's the bet she just, like, locked herself in there? I don't know if she could have locked herself she in She controls there. the demons. I'm sure they could have used oh, a padlock. I guess so. Because I was, I just sort of assumed, I guess. Because also no one else was locked in where they were. Yeah. Yeah. I guess I sort of assumed that the yellow-eyed demon is, like, placing them in locations, like, as, like, a reset. Resetting, yeah. Yeah, like, but, if you die in a video game and you, like, yeah. respawn or whatever, I assume that, like, she just kind of wakes up in a, either the same or a different location every time and just, just like, wherever mm-hmm. he's placed her. Because I assume he kind of controls the whole situation. I don't know why he'd... I mean, I know why they did it, but, like, I don't know why the demon didn't just, like, put them all in the same place at the same time and do, like, all of the kids at once. Like, yeah. I know that's a lot of kids, but, like, also, it just seems, like, inherently unfair to me... <laughs> that Ava was the heavyweight champion for five, five months. months. Yeah, I agree. I, it's ridiculous. And then, like, Sam and Jake, literally all they... They're there for one round. Yeah, they're literally there for, like, maybe 48 hours. Like, yeah. there's, like, one night, and then the second night is the, like, when Dean and Bonnie yeah. rock up. I feel like Ava more than proved her worth as, like... Yeah. You know, and she really embraced her abilities, and she was, like, learning, and she was, like, starting to enjoy killing... Like, I don't know yeah. why the demon wouldn't just be like, yeah, she'll do. Yeah, because also, like, the sense I get from Jake as a character is not someone who wants to be there. No. He is doing what he needs to to survive. Like, he is not, like... He's not there to be like, oh, I want to, like, push myself and improve and get... Like, no, that's not... He wants to get out of there alive. Like, that's all I'm getting from him. Yeah. Whereas you have, like, Ava, who is, like, reveling in the power she now holds. Yeah, exactly. Like, she is so traumatised now that she's no longer, like innocent and sort of like doe-eyed and optimistic like she like she's completely accepted mm. the situation for what it is and she's like well if i'm gonna be- if i'm gonna do it i'm gonna do it well yeah she's like if this is the situation that i'm in well i guess i'm just going to i'm just gonna she's gonna go my all yeah she's, she's gonna, gonna go like, fully like yeah she's like i'm not gonna half ass being a murderer like <laughs> if i'm gonna win i'm gonna fucking win exactly like, Okay, I think it's time for my PSA this week. Ooh. Bethany, what do you think my PSA will be? I didn't even think about it. There was, honestly, there is so much to talk about this episode that I didn't even think about a PSA. Oh, okay. Teamwork makes the dream work? <laughs> I'm just thinking, like, don't split up. Like, every time they split up, someone died. I mean, you're not wrong. <laughs> that, that is, like, a pretty, like... Yeah. <laughs> happens every single episode where they're ever, like, let's split yeah. up. They split up to look for Ava. And Andy gets immediately murdered. Yeah, rip. Rip, Andy. No, my PSA this week was don't do murder. Oh, that's fun. (laughs) I I appreciate this taking you this long to get. (laughs) Look, I am actually really glad I held off because it's really relevant here. It's really relevant. Like, if Jake and Sam had just refused to kill each other. Yeah, right. What would the demon have fucking done? It would have literally liked the Hunger Games. Yeah. Literally the same. Like, what, what would he have done? I don't know. He would have had to kill one of them. I mean, he probably would have just killed Jake because he yeah. likes Sam better. But, like, that kind of defeats the purpose. Yeah. Like, if he if he just likes... He could have just picked Sam from the get-go if that yeah. was the point. The demon... Like, moving on from that, because I think that pretty well... Uh, yeah, we don't have to... We don't have to get into that, yeah. <laughs> the demon talks to Sam in the dream. Yes. Oh, I and have he's so like, much to say about this. You were my front runner. No, you were my favourite. Like, you're the one that I'm re- rooting for to win. Like, he... Yeah. He's like, yes, I wanted you. Mm-hmm. Why? Like, I understand why. But also, like, the demon clearly didn't put any thought into that. Because Sam Winchester is not Mr. Sam Winchester, I believe I'm evil. If he's given a choice to not be evil, he is not going to say yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, and the thing is, I don't know what the demon could threaten Sam with to make him say yes. Yeah, no. Because, like... He's only got one family member. What's he going to do? Threaten Dean? Well, like, yeah. To be fair, yes. Like, but also, like, it's Dean. <laughs> like, Dean's not some helpless civilian. Like, Yeah. No. Okay, so I'm really glad that you brought this up because there is so much here. And I do very quickly want to point out, before we get into it, I love the yellow-eyed demon's characterization. I'm so glad that we finally get to have him have some dialogue that is not, like, super vague or just, like, a shot of his eyes or whatever. Like, 
Really, the only other time we've had him actually in conversation is when Dean, uh, Dean, when John made the deal at the start yeah. of this season. I don't know. I just love the way he talks. I think it's a very unique character, and I think it's very, it's a very fun kind of portrayal because he doesn't feel like he's evil, obviously, but yeah. he doesn't. He he feels very chummy, yeah. you know. And it's I really quite like that. I I don't know. I don't know what other people think of. The yellow eyed demon, and also, I swear to God, I don't know when they find out this fucking demon's name because I know his name, and I don't remember if it's important. Like, if I tell you his name, I don't know if that's gonna be a big spoiler. I literally cannot remember, so I am not going to tell you. But I'm so annoyed that they don't know his name yet because it's so annoying to say the yellow eyed demon every fucking time. But anyway, I'm just really glad that we finally get some of his actual character and he's not this sort of like unknowable force we get to kind of like hear him speak to some things that we've had questions about for the last two seasons now of show and that brings us to a couple of points and i'm just gonna go through them and i really just want to get your takes on them are you ready i'm just while we're on this topic i'm just gonna milk it yeah okay so i really want to get your take on multiple generations of psychic babies yeah. Because up to this point, we've only been focusing on children born around the same time as Sam. Sam. And yeah. everyone... Oh my god, I didn't even mention this. They're all 23. Yeah. That's my age. Are can you, 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 you imagine me in that scenario? I would die immediately. I didn't realise... Like, I knew how... Yeah, I knew how old Sam was in my head, but when the four of them... Five of them? Sam, Andy, Ava, five of them yeah. are standing there. And Sam's like, let me guess, we're all 23. And I was like, bitch, no, you're not. No, you're not. You're not my age. That's silly. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I, I, It really threw me. I, I had to sit there and question my life for a minute. Anyway, <laughs> that's kind of besides the point. Yeah, so we find out that there are potentially older and younger yeah. psychic baby generations. Yeah. But also the way he says that suggests to me that my theory is still correct, that they were born with inherent abilities and that's why he targeted specific children and he fed them the demon blood to make them part demon, which probably enhanced what they already possessed, if that makes sense. No, nothing, nothing that's happened so far has disproven my theory that they were, they were chosen because they were born with specific abilities. That's or at fair. least the potential for specific abilities and then maybe feeding the demon blood Amplifies them. Yeah. Or amplifies them. Sure. Okay. I won't speak too much to that because I'm interested to see how that theory develops. More generations doesn't necessarily mean the same thing happened to all the previous generations. True. Because if my theory is at least on the right path and they are chosen for... Like, because here's the thing. I don't know how else they would have chosen these children. Like, there has to be something in their genetics, in their lineage, in their potential that means feeding them demon blood will make them develop these powers. Or they were already going to develop these powers and then the... Because you've got to assume the demon blood has some sort of purpose. Yeah, he's not just doing it for shits he's, and giggles. Like, <laughs> if, if these kids were already going to have these psychic powers anyway, yeah, why would you go through the hassle of feeding them demon blood? Like, if, yeah. if they were already going to be able to do what you... like. Feeding them the demon blood must have some sort of impact on their suitability for what he wants them for. Yes. So, yeah, no, that that's good. Yes. <laughs> You're, you've done quite well. <laughs> there is obviously something in their DNA, in their genetics, in like their family tree or whatever that means that they are the reason, they were targeted for a reason. For a reason, yes. Like they're not just random. Yeah. Though what would be insane to me though is they said generations, yeah. right? What if Mary was a previous generation special child? Oh, that would be really cool. <laughs> what if the the way it works is genetics and the special children that survive each generation give birth to the next generation of special children? Like, and it goes down that way. That, I don't know if that's what they're going to do. I, I'm not going to, like I said, because you're very close to, like, like putting the last puzzle pieces together, I'm not going to give you a yes or a no. I am going to ask, though, if that's your theory, why Sam but not Dean? Because obviously it has something to do with timing. 
Mm, okay, because they're all 23. Okay. They're all 23. Like, it wouldn't make sense for... Like, obviously, it is something to do with the timing, timing. of when these children are born. Otherwise, why would you have generations of special children and not just a whole bunch of special children that you've sort of like arbitrarily grouped together. Yeah. Why would all the special children be 23 and yeah. not somewhere between like 22 and 26? Yeah. Like, it might be like every 25 years or something. The stars are in a specific position. <laughs> like that's it's a bit... astrology. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's a bit... But obviously, maybe something secular. Like if it's like a solstice or something. It happens every 22, 23, 24, 25 years or something. Yeah. So all the children of the special children born in those years, it happens. And they don't necessarily have to have been the previous generation, but all the ones that would have had potential to be the previous generation if they'd been born in the correct year. Okay. If that makes sense. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, yeah. we're, we're, it's a win. <laughs> yeah. I'm loving this. I'm loving this. I'm so excited for you to, like, I'm really excited. I think by the time we're getting to a point where we're editing this episode, we will probably be recording near season four. Yeah. So I'm very excited to refer back to this discussion. But does it actually make sense? Like, does my theory yes. actually... Like, so, it, your your theory is that... Like, let me get this yes, straight. Yes, let's... Because I've rambled How I'm there. understanding it yeah. is your theory is, as it always sort of has been for the sort of at least latter half of the second yeah. season, is that the special children, it's something to do with... Oh, and while we're on it, your, your point of your prediction from that one throwaway line where Dean says, it's not in your bones instead of it's not in your blood... Dude, when you said that to me when we were recording, I was fucking, I was biting my lip so hard, trying not to like grin or like do anything. I could not fucking believe that you said that. I was like, how did she do that? How did she hit the nail on the head? (laughs) I couldn't believe it. I was so proud of you and I couldn't tell you. (laughs) Yeah, because I literally made that comment just because there was that one sort of throwaway Mm -hmm. line that I was like, that's... That's like a little bit weird. like, and you're right. But do you know what? I never picked up on it at all. Well, and then when you said it, I was like, "You're right." That like, and but I don't also know after we found out what, because see, the thing I thought, oh, maybe like John said something to Dean about like something going hinky in mm-hmm. like Sam's blood. Yeah, and I was like, maybe that's why he sort of they did like a twenty three and me test, and <laughs> like. Because, like, and it's it's not just the line. It's the way the line's delivered. There's, yeah. like, it is, like, he went to say blood and then he, like, realised and changed it. But then with the reveal of, like, John didn't actually say jack shit to Dean. Yeah. I was like, well, yeah, maybe so... I was reading into it because, like, why else would he have changed that? Yeah. Yeah. And, do you know, it's so funny because it could 100% be one of those things where it's accidental foreshadowing. Yeah. And knowing Supernatural wouldn't put it past them but i just thought it was insane that like you heard that line and you were like i think there's something in sam's blood i think you know and i'm sitting there like trying to crack jokes be like oh haha what a funny theory but like inside i was screaming and as soon as you left that day i walked out to my roommates and i was like i don't know how this bitch just did it (laughs) i don't know how she did it but she cracked the code (laughs) anyway 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 Getting back to just making sure that I understand your yeah. theory as it stands right now. Okay. Because I said a lot of words and I'm hoping they made sense to I'm, you at least. I'm so excited right now. My chaos energy, I feel like it's through the roof. And so I'm, this episode might be a little bit incoherent. But as I understand your current theory, yeah, is that you're not entirely sure what it is about the special children that like cause the demon to target them yeah. specifically. Like whether it is family history, genetics, some sort of, like, astrological, like... Random anomaly. They were born at a specific time. Or conceived or something to do with the timing of the universe sort of thing. Under your theory, they had the powers. Like, they were were always going to have the powers. But then the demon, like, knowing that because of the circumstances surrounding their birth, the demon, like, tracking that has then given them the demon blood to exacerbate the pre-existing capabilities. Yeah. That's that's correct? Yeah. Or, and I'm assuming giving them demon blood also makes them like a little bit demon because that's what they were saying. No, I don't think they said that. I think I'm misremembering something here. But I'm, I'm also assuming that giving them demon blood makes them like part demon. I don't think they have clarified as yeah. of yet actually what it means at all. 
Yeah. So I won't speak to it too much. I think in the next episode... Maybe means they have, like, some demon abilities without being confined by, like, holy water and stuff. Yeah. That full demons... Yeah, because... Or, like, traditional demons are bound by. An interesting discussion in fandom that is not... It's not canon canon, so I don't think it's spoilery, so I think I can share it with you. And it's a post that I find really interesting and really fun, is whether or not... Sam should have had some difficulty with things like holy water or salt. Mm. So, like, maybe the reason that Sam prefers salads to, like, diner food is because it's lower in salt, you know? Because he's a low-sodium freak. Because, like, the salt impacts him more because of, the like, the demon influence, you know? Or does Sam sort of find it slightly uncomfortable moving through devil's traps? Does Mm. Sam, like, does drinking holy water, does it taste like... Uh, like carbonated water, what's it called? I always just call it angry water. I don't, I don't remember what it's actually called. Um, um, sparkling, sparkling water. Like, does it taste like sparkling water to him? Does he just, you know, think that that's what it's supposed to taste like because that's what it always has? Like, and it's this really fun post that goes through all of these things. It's like, should Sam, like, you know, does he get like a rash if he touches iron, like, you know, and just because of like the possibility of like yeah. having that, like, I guess, like infection of like yeah. demon blood, like, could it have impacted him that way? Does it's it work a like fun. a vaccine? Like he's been inoculated? Yeah, because he wasn't able to be possessed in Croatoan. Is it yeah. literally like... Yeah. And like Andy, and like Andy isn't able to control him or yeah. any of the special children in the yeah. same way. Is it like a vaccine? I, gu- I guess. Actually, yeah, and then Croatoan, they had that whole thing about Sam being like, why was I immune? And Obviously, in that, they it, found sulfur in their blood. Is it... Is it, is it is, obviously... I'm not going to posit that the only thing giving them demon blood does is make them, vaccinates them against the effects of demons. <laughs> but also, like, is it, like, one of the side effects? Like, is that, like, yeah, like I mean, a little bit, it's like a vaccination that teaches the body how to res- resist possession because you got... Yeah. I mean, I d- guess it's also a... Or Obviously, it's not a perfect facsimile of, Yeah, like, like demons can still throw Sam across the yeah. room. We, we've seen that on a few occasions now. Yeah. But... It's certainly an interesting thought. It could make him more difficult to possess. Um, I think we should move on from this before we get too down in, the, down in it, because this feels like a rabbit hole we could just fall down, and yeah. this episode is going to be super long already. But no, so you, under, you, under, you understand my theory? Yes. And Which is, they there was already something about the kids, and that's why they were targeted. Yes. Okay. There seems ridiculous to me for him to be targeting him random, like for the demon to be targeting like them random randomly. households. Yeah. Yeah. Though I will say, if it was, obviously it's not, but I think it would be really, really funny because the mental image it conjured up in my brain is just A+. plus. <laughs> okay. If all of the children were born on the same day, so the sixth month mark was the same <laughs> night, and then like Santa Claus, he has to like break into all these houses in the one night to feed all of these children <laughs> demon blood. Like, obviously, I know that's not what happened, but the mental image... That's so funny. Oh, I love that. Just like Santa. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Okay, so while we're on that, let's talk about... And I have two more things specific to this sort of topic that Mm -hmm. I want to ask you about. The next one I want to ask you, when uh, the demon shows Sam the reenactment or, like, the replay of what happened that night in the nursery, which is when we actually see the demon Mm -hmm. give baby Sam the blood, Mary knows the demon. Mm -hmm. Because we know this because he turns around, she you see the yellow eyes, and she goes, you. And that's when he kills her. Now, thoughts on that? This is one of the factors that has stacked onto my, like, maybe the special Theory. children are, like, children of the yeah. special children. And you were like, what about Dan? I'm like, well, could, yeah. be, could be a timing thing. Could be, could it even be, like, a location thing? Like, if they're born in a specific location next to, like, fucking hellmouth or some shit like that you know like yeah maybe if they're born on like consecrated ground versus not consecrated ground like depending like and there's all sorts of things that could be different between one child to another yeah that could be the factor that determines whether or not they're a special child yeah let me just double check so sam's birthday is the 2nd of may yeah so if we say that the special children according to your theory would have had to be born sort of between april and july like, yeah. somewhere April, May, June sort of thing. Hell yes, Sam's a Taurus. <laughs> Represent. <laughs> Represent. Is that what it is? They're all fucking Tauruses. 
So, okay, so your Tangent theory... Tangent City. Tangent City. So your theory about Mary knowing the demon, you think that potentially she was one of the previous special children... Of the generation before. Okay. So we don't... Do we know how old Mary was when she had Sam? We do, because we know when she was born and when she died. Uh, bear with me, I'll just double check. Mary Winchester, birth and death dates. It should be on the Super Wiki. Here it is, Supernatural Wiki. Born December 5th, 1954, mm-hmm. and she died in 1983 because that's when Sam was born. And Dean was four years older than Sam, so Dean was born 79. 54 to 84. Or 83. Yeah. So 30 years. 30 years. That's a generation. That is a generation. She's connecting the dots. <laughs> I just don't know if they're actually just, dots I'm, to connect or if I'm just I'm like... literally that meme of like unsolved with like Shane. I've connected the dots. You haven't connected shit. <laughs> um, okay, so that's that's your, yeah. your theory there. Okay, cool. That's really fun. Uh, the other question that I had was, it's another one of like, I want to like give you a little bit of a congratulations because one of your predictions was pretty accurate, which is that you had a prediction about the demon uh, needing to push the children into like places. Yeah. I think you used a chess analogy mm-hmm. or something so that they would be in like emotional distress yeah. and then that would like sort of put them in the right place mm-hmm. to like kill people. I think we were talking about this in Simon, mm-hmm. our episode of Simon Said. So I, I haven't edited that one yet, so I could be incorrect. I guess yeah. I'll find out in the next couple of days. But I'm fairly certain that, yeah, we were talking about him manipulating them by putting them in these positions yeah. and causing them to, like, yeah. be unstable, essentially. Yeah. He basically confirms that for us in this episode. He says that, you know, about Jess, you know, unfortunately, poor, poor Jess had to die because you were all set to marry her and have the picket fence. And, and I needed you sharp. Like, I needed you on the road honing your skills. So, and this answers your question of, why Jess? Well, because Jess, if Jess had lived, Sam would never have gone and continued hunting. He would have stayed with From what I get from that, he just killed Jess in the same way as Mary for the drama. Like, TM. Like, for the yeah. drama. <laughs> yeah, like, he did it because he wanted to remind... He wanted Sam hunting. Yeah. Because he... he and that was the easiest way to confirm for Sam that it was the demon that killed Mary. Which is the one thing that would have really pushed him back out into the road. Mm. What gets me about that? Him hunting the demon actively means and killing Jess means that Sam hates the demon more. Yeah. So the demon's just reducing his chances of Sam working with him. Like that's straight up that's what he's doing. He's reducing the chances that Sam's going to willingly work with him, which I'm assuming is going to be something that's going to come up later on because yeah. like I think that the concept there because you're correct, like it seems counterintuitive, right? Yeah. Like why would you make him actively hate you? But I think that you see it in Ava and you see it in Jake, or you will start to see it in Jake, is this once they sort of accept their situation, you see it with Ava definitely in this episode. Yeah. Once they accept their abilities and they start to actually like actively try to use them. Mm. I think uh, Ava specifically says, you know, the, the learning curve is just so steep. Yeah. And, like, by the end of it, she was enjoying it. She liked the power. She, like, yeah. liked the control. And I think for Sam, it's very, like, it makes sense that he would want that in his life, to have control, to have autonomy, because that's what he wants. Mm. Like, he wanted to be free of hunting. He wanted to have control over his life. He wanted to have that autonomy that John would never give him. And having these abilities, if he let himself fall into it, would give him the most control he would ever have had. But also, I think in pushing him back into hunting, the demon made Sam look at all of the bad shit that happens when you fall into your powers and you embrace them. By giving Sam characters like uh, Max and Weber Mm -hmm. to look at and see what happens when you truly embrace your powers. Yeah. Made him not want to be a murderer even more. And I think that it also comes back to, remember the discussion that uh, Sam and Dean had where Sam's saying, you know, like, I might become like a murderer. I might be just like them. And Dean's like, no, you won't. You've got something that they didn't have. And Sam's like, what, dad? And Dean's like, no, me, dumbass. Like, you've got me. And he's right. Because he has, like, the influence and the morality of people like Dean, like Bobby. Yeah around him and supporting him and Ellen and Joe and Ash they don't reject him when they find out this is going on they're like okay 
well, like, we're on your, let's figure this out together. Yeah. You know, whereas characters like Max did not have that, like, Weber did yeah. not have that. And, and it's all about that, that social support system. Here's the thing, though. When he started having the dreams, if he had still been with Jess at Stanford, he would not have had the support that he has in Dean. Because, okay, mm. yeah, Dean's, like, freaky power thing. Yeah. But, like, Dean also understands that the supernatural's real. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, it's not like... What was Sam going to do? Go to, like, the free college counsellor and be like, hi! <laughs> I see people get murdered. Like, you know? So it's like, I think he was like, oh, I can't, I couldn't have you settling down with Jess. But stopping him from settling down with Jess, he basically forced Sam into a stronger support system, which would make him less likely to do what the demon wanted. I think that's a really good point. I think, honestly, like, it's one of those things where, like, it's like on the fence and it could fall either way because I think there are scenarios where having him stay with Jess because he's been hunting and like, you know, the demon makes the point himself, like he's been like honing his skills and he's like been getting better and he's like refreshing his memory on a lot of stuff. And whereas like, and the demon specifically says like, I'm looking for a leader. Like I'm looking for someone who can take charge and lead my army. I feel like having had Sam like kind of gain that confidence in his hunting ability is important in that particular aspect. Because if he'd stayed with Jess, he would have just been completely thrown in the deep end, wouldn't have known anything that was going on, probably wouldn't have taken charge Mm. in the same way. Because even though he would have had an understanding of the supernatural more so than anyone else there, that would be kind of where it ended. He wouldn't have any other knowledge. And so they would all be sort of like working from from base. Whereas like in this instance, he kind of is able to like – develop as a leader which is ultimately what the demon wanted so i think there's definitely pros and cons to both but i completely understand where you're coming from because you're right like yeah like there are things that obviously like the demon wants out of that but there's also things that the demon is not counting on. here's the thing pushing him back into his roots is great for sam's chances of surviving the hunger games yeah is really shitty for the like i feel like the demon miscalculated here like yeah (laughs) Like, okay, yes, it makes him more likely to win the beauty pageant. Oh, yeah, they keep fucking describing it like that. It's weird. (laughs) It makes him more likely to win the beauty pageant, but it makes him less likely to do what the demon wants after he's won the beauty pageant. So what's the fucking point of him winning the beauty pageant? Actually, it's hilariously kind of like John's parenting style. Yeah. Because, like, sure, he learned all the things. Like, he learned how to bow hunt instead of doing soccer. But did he want to bow hunt? No. And as soon as he got the chance to bow hunt, did he? No. He went and played soccer. Like, it's it's a very funny... This this style of parenting keeps being attempted at Sam. He just (laughs) constantly rejects it. Daddy Um, demon. (laughs) That's it. I'm changing my theory. The blood was just like a red herring. They're they're all just secretly demon kids. (laughs) That's why Mary recognised the demon. She had a From her one night stand. <laughs> While we're talking about Sam, obviously I love this episode is about Sam. Hilariously, I think if you looked at all of the dialogue that Dean gets in this episode, at least 50% is just the word Sam, I think. Um, he, he certainly made some jacking choices on the word Sam. <laughs> the last one at the very end of yeah. the episode, yeah. That's um, literally my note for that. <laughs> what a jacking choice. Jacking choices. <laughs> So I want to talk about, while we're kind of on the topic of Sam's support system, yeah. obviously we get Bobby in this episode, yeah. we get Ash in this episode for about a minute before... If Ash is truly dead, I quit. <laughs> I'm out. Before the roadhouse obviously burns and... Let Ash say fuck 2K22. <laughs> um, so obviously I'm not going to spoil for you whether or not Ash comes back because... If you say, no, he doesn't, I quit now. I'm out. And then you get no more content out of me. Well, that, but, like, also, you know, I can't spoil it for you. So I just want to talk about how we get, we lose the roadhouse, which yep. is quite upsetting because we haven't had the roadhouse very long. We've only had it since the start of season two and not even the first episode. No. So we we lose, we know that Joe is fine because Joe hasn't been at the roadhouse. She's been out hunting, so yep. that's right. Uh, we don't know about Ellen. They didn't find her. Dean identifies Ash, but I have a fucking question. How on earth did he recognise that watch? I didn't even know Ash wore a watch. I did. I they had a very, very, like, ooh, he's checking the time oh, on they? his watch I must have been thing. taking a note when that happened because I... Straight after he like, hangs up, he looks 
very specifically oh, at, at his, his watch. watch. Okay, which I is was how, taking like, a note. It was very clearly like that. The, the, yeah. They're showing the audience the watch. Okay, and I just wasn't looking. And then yeah. later on, when they find the watch, I'm I like, oh, that's I why they had that very like. I wasn't watching. <laughs> if I have to fucking watch, you have to fucking watch. I wasn't even taking a note. Okay, no worries, because I was like, how the fuck? Like, anyway. All right, so well, unfortunately, no, so, so actually, I don't know how Dean ID'd the watch because Dean wasn't there. Dean yeah. wasn't there for the very obvious shot of the watch, but like that's that's how the audience is meant to recognize the watch because they do like specifically yeah, okay. just after Ash hangs up, he checks the time on his watch. Yeah, um, but yeah, so we've lost. We we don't know about Ellen. Ellen is an unknown. We didn't find her body per se, but we're not sure. Ash, we presume is dead. Yeah, yeah. it's not a stretch to assume that Ellen is dead. Which is, yeah, which is, is sad. And I guess we don't really, they don't spend a lot of time on it in this episode because so much else is going on. But I just wanted to point out, like, that is quite a loss. Like, losing the roadhouse is a quite a significant, like, loss, not just for Sam and Dean, but for, like, the hunting community. Like, we know that a lot of hunters frequent this this bar. It's like a, it's kind of like a hub. It's, it's where you go to, like, get more information, meet other hunters. It's probably also got a whole bunch of, like, resources and stuff in terms of like where to get the best ammo and like where can yeah. you get the best guns and where can you get like fucking silver swords and shit to kill yeah them. exactly like, like so i would assume that this is a pretty big hit to the yeah. community and even though like supernatural is pretty bad at like looking at the world outside of the very narrow tunnel vision of sam and dean mm. you have to imagine that that has quite significant ripple effects through the local hunters at least within like that part of the u.s if not the whole of the u.s yeah I just wanted to, I thought it was just important to make a note of. Speaking of losing people, Sam again in this episode. Do you remember in Hookman when he says to the to the girl whose name I can't remember? Oh, like, like his daughter. Yes, yes. And he's talking about Jess. And it's because her boyfriend has died in the episode. He was the victim. And he goes like, I saw someone get her once. once. Yes. He's back at it again in this episode with when Lily mentions that she killed her girlfriend. And yeah. Sam goes... I've lost people too. Sam, it's not the same. You did accidentally <laughs> kill them. It's not the same. Like, yes, you know, obviously your mum's died and it was tragic and that's sad. And your dad's died and it's tragic and it's sad. And Jess has died and it's tragic and it's sad. It's not the same as you actively accidentally causing their death. You witness their death, that's tragic enough. All she did was accidentally touch the woman she loved and it killed her. Your experiences are are not not the same. Yes, exactly. And I just, I don't really have any other comment on that. I just thought it was funny that he'd done it again. (laughs) So we're coming up to the end of the episode. We've been recording for ages. As you guys know, we've had a lot of interruption this episode, so it's a bit hectic and we are unfortunately on a time frame today. So I'm just going to sort of do a speed run through the rest of my notes. And Jamie, if you have anything that you want to jump in and tag on, then just... okay. Just jump in and tag on. It's the 60 second speed run. <laughs> so first of all, Bobby in this episode. I love Bobby. I, I'm really excited that we're getting more Bobby. He didn't do a hell of a lot in this episode, but we know it's like a part but one or two. he didn't immediately recognize the description of like... Of the one bell. Yeah. Is it like a distinctive bell? Is that an actual place? I'd be very curious, but we're not Googling it right I now. Meant, we don't have time. Yeah, I meant to look it up, but I forgot. But I would be curious. I assume it is similar to like the Roanoke as from Croatoan. I assume it is a similar kind of story. But yeah, so I love we've got Bobby. And as we know, this is a part one of two. So I'm keen to see more Bobby next episode. Yeah. I love that all of these... Psychic children are more than ready to accept the fact that they have these supernatural gifts, uh, but they can't fathom the existence of demons. I think that's hilarious. I've got a great quote here from Ava where she says, Don't worry, I'm fine, except for every single thing that's happening. And babe, that is a mood. Dean's signature being D. Hasselhoff is just choice. Yep. The sound effects that play while Dean is having the vision from Andy... They're bad. <laughs> I'm shocked that you didn't bring them up. Do you remember them? Yeah. Or they're not good. <laughs> they're not good. I figured that you wouldn't have noticed them, so I was like, I'm not going to bring them up. They were so gonna, bad I'm gonna that I that, did notice them. I'm going to do that thing where I'm like, did you notice the sound effects here? And you'll be like, no. Why the fuck would I notice the sound effects? <laughs> no, they were so bad that I even noticed them. So, yep, 
I wanted to point out that Jake has super strength, which is arguably the least, like, supernatural of the... But also the least mind thingy. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, because, because I originally put, like, it's the least psychic. Yeah. And I think that stands... Everything else is, like, like telekinesis, you do with your mind. Because then I was like, well, Lily touches them, but I was like, that's still, like... I don't know that it, it's not like she's physically stopping their hearts. Like no. she's not like reaching into their yeah. chest and grabbing Ripping their heart. Out, yeah. Which... So anyway, so I just thought that was interesting. We also learned in this episode that they have additional abilities. So like, for example, Ava, who has the same original ability as Sam, yeah. can also do things like control demons. So which, which iconic, which is iconic. The fight between Sam and Jake is ridiculous. It's so <laughs> it's ridiculous. Let me put, Jake ripped the like fucking iron out of the like wheel or whatever of that yeah. bloody machinery, and he talks about how he lifted an entire tank and bench pressed like fucking eight hundred pounds, pounds or something, which is like what four hundred kilos. And then you're telling me this man can lift a tank, but that punch that he landed on Sam's jaw did not immediately shatter the skull. I don't believe it. Sam would have been dead in one hit. Yeah. There is no way that you have the strength to lift a tank and you aren't shattering his entire skeleton with one yeah. punch. That's ridiculous. Yeah. I am glad Sam doesn't kill him. Oh, it's also stupid that Sam is able to overpower him. That's ridiculous. Yeah. I just, I don't understand why they thought that was... Logical. When you've made the guy's ability super strength, mm-hmm. you have to overcome... Like, Sam would have to have done something. He could have used his fucking telekinesis. Like, yeah. he could have tapped into that. It would have yeah. been appropriate. It would have been fucking cool. Yeah. But they didn't. They didn't. And I don't get it. Anyway, I am glad Sam doesn't kill him because it means that Sam doesn't let the demon get the better of his morals, which I appreciate because the whole thing is Sam's like, don't let them manipulate you. And then Dean's theme as Sam is dying... It plays over the whole scene. It's very sad. It plays up until... It's the final music we get in the episode up until it closes out. It's a beautiful piece of music. Did you notice it? No. <laughs> Are you ever going to know? It's the one piece of music that I know so specifically, and I swear you're never going to know it. No. Um, I refuse. And I just wanted to mention, obviously, as Sam is dying, Dean is saying to him... I'm going to take care of you. It's my job. It's sort of vocalizing all those things that we've talked about over the last couple of seasons about how Dean feels responsible for Sam and is essentially his parent. And then, of course, Sam dies. That's the end of my speed run. Did you have anything else you wanted to tackle that no, you think? No, I'm good. All right. I think that was a... I could have talked for like another hour about this, but we've got to... We're, we're, on, we're on the clock today. Okay. So if you don't have anything else that you wanted to add... I'm done. So that brings us to the end of today's episode. Hopefully it ended up being coherent. I guess we'll find out. Jamie, how would you rate this episode out of five? I'm going to give it three out of five stars. Really? Yeah. That's lower than I was expecting. Oh. Why three? A few too many homophobic jokes in there. Oh, sure. Sure, 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 sure. I understand that. Yeah. I, I feel like they've been building it up. And then it was just sort of like, oh, it's just the Hunger Games, but for psychic children. (laughs) Okay. No, that's cool. I was expecting more just because we got like, I don't know. I feel like we've had a very excited conversation about it, which I guess is misleading. But yes, absolutely. I understand losing points for the whole episode. Also, they killed off Ash. The next episode, uh, I mean, the title is literally just the same as this one, but part two. So all hell breaks. I'm going to assume it pretty well just picks up where this one leaves off. And you've got to assume that Sam's going to come back somehow. Because otherwise, I mean, maybe he's dead for an episode. But you've got to assume that at some point of the episode, they're going to bring him back somehow. Okay. Whether that's he gets possessed by, like, the yellow-eyed demon or something, and that's how he comes back to life, and he's just sort of like a meat suit for the yellow-eyed demon, or, like... That would be cool. Okay. Yep. Or, like... I'm assuming we're also going to find out what the yellow-eyed demon needed, like, a champion for. Yeah. What the what what the prize was for winning the beauty contest. On that note, like I assume, or I'm assuming you're assuming that we'll find out where Jake went because he just kind of like yeah. ran into the into yeah. the dark. He ran into the chasing woods. him. Yeah. yeah. You, you're gonna assume that Jake's not just gonna disappear. Like like he wasn't a one character episode. Obviously, like I'm gonna assume he's in the next episode, which makes it even more baffling that you fucking forgot. I just him. can't believe that I forgot the guy who stabs. He literally kills Sam. I think that's. And I forgot him. That's so funny. Anyway, look, 
that is all for your predictions. Yeah. Okay, cool. So hopefully this episode has not been too choppy changey and chaotic for you. Hopefully you've managed to listen through again. Apologies for the neighbours and the interruptions and I mean at this point it's pretty part of course, we're pretty like Yeah, look. You're there everywhere. <laughs> if you've gotten to this point, kudos you know. to you. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening. Hope you enjoyed. If you at all are interested in interacting with us outside of listening to us ramble on incoherently for an hour or so a week, you can always find Jamie over on Twitter at DriverPicksPod. I think it would be very fun for you to send her your favourite examples of creepy children from any media, not necessarily just Supernatural. Bonus points, obviously, if they're creepy little girls with very long fingernails, apparently. Mm. Yeah, so hit her up with that. She'll rate them out of five. And if you want to get a hold of Bethany, you can find her on Tumblr at Driver Picks the Podcast. I live there. I'm always there. If you message me, I will respond. <laughs> and, like, she forgot about Jake, the character who killed Sam Winchester. I'm never going to so live this day. let her know if you have forgotten about any characters yourself from Supernatural. <laughs> or I think we should also test her Supernatural fan credentials. Send her some random names of Supernatural characters and she'll let you know if she remembers them or not. I promise I won't Google it. I won't cheat. If I don't know, I'll tell you. <laughs> oh, God. I'm, I'm literally never going to live that down. Never. Okay. So, again, thank you so much for listening. Hopefully we have you back next week for the season finale of season two of Supernatural. Bye. Bye.